And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rodham United podcast and the transfer still this season is still going. Um, so we've got some transfer rumours to round up. We have a signing to confirm. Um, the worst kept secret in the, possibly club's history. Um, confirmed on Tuesday. Uh, Cameron Humphreys, we've got a couple of rumours to come in and we'll cover what we can from the friendly that happened on Thursday evening. Although there's not much we can cover because we didn't see it. Is a slight issue, but we'll cover what we can. <laughs> um, we have Mick there in the top corner Hello. of the screen. Hello, Michael. How's it going? All good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Is it too, too hot for you yet, or are you just about... Never too hot for me, mate. I'm, a, I'm all, all for this sort of weather. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Okay. People will be disappointed to know that had we recorded this two days ago, you would have probably been in the car park in Wales, wouldn't you? Possibly, yeah. It would have been South Wales rather than North Wales, mm. though. So, that would have been the year. <laughs> hey, listen, you never know what this weekend will bring, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, Danny's with us. Danny's back in his normal location without any Wednesday fans this time. No, uh, unless there's one I do on the table, I don't think so. Just me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we've got the picture. We should check out Grace. Grace it says, nice pictures. We've got the Dan by Alyssa. The Jolly Pillow in my for me. The Victor picture for Mick. Danny. Where's your picture? Mine is in the room at the minute, waiting to be put in a frame. Ah. Let you off. But you have got the trophy behind. I want to quick mention the trophy for uh, the charity game, which is next Saturday. Yeah, um, July sixteenth at um, what's it called now? That's bad. I forgot the name of it. Flash Lane. <laughs> that's the one. Flash Lane. Um, Flash Lane in Bramley. Get yourselves down. We're gonna have all sorts on. We've got raffle. Hopefully, food and drink and such. No alcohol, unfortunately, because we can't get a license for it. And if we do serve alcohol, we'll get in big trouble with the council, so we're not risking it. Can you bring <laughs> your own alcohol? Um, all I know is that question. all I know is that we're not allowed to sell it. That that is what we've been told. We are not allowed to sell it. Um, but yeah, get your sense down. It's for our charity game, raising money for Oven Hospice. We've raised a fair bit of money so far, just on the raffle. Um, so again, big shout out to my mate Carly Butler, who I think raised 50 quid in raffle tickets at the Parkgate game. So fair play. And Reese, you still have catching up to do, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the trophy that we will be playing for on the day. We have called it the Rotherham Hospice Charity Cup um, because it's for Rotherham Hospice. They're a charity and it's a cup. There you go. Um, Very now, Exactly. Oh, and we have... Weird. We have got a red and white ribbon on it now for both teams. <clears throat> and yeah, the winner will get that. And uh, I think the hospice will be keeping it after we've finished. So if we want to use it in future, we can do. Beautiful. I like it. Get down if you can, everybody. Um, for anybody who's not going to Mansfield, come to us. Oh, yeah, Mansfield. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, David Adams is in Wales, not with Dar, he says. Uh, Mick Mick will know what that means. Um, <laughs> YouTube users with us, Bowman UK, Harvey Kelwick, Andy Hun from Sunny Algarve. Ooh, well, all right, for some minute, must be nice. <laughs> um, Will Roebuck says, We're going up, aren't we? <laughs> nothing like getting carried away in pre season, is there? You know what I mean? It's just, oh. It's one of the best things about pre-season. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Nothing's gone wrong yet. All the signs are exciting. It's just great at this time of year. I thought it was supposed to be me that's always negative about stuff. <laughs> you, nothing's gone wrong yet. Uh, well, well, hopefully, we've come out without any injuries. That's that, that's the main thing. But um, yeah, it, it, it's looking good. Things are looking good. Um, I, I like the way things are progressing. Um, you can't take a lot from friendlies, can you, in terms of results and everything else but um, the way things are progressing off the pitch happy days happy days it's uh, it's excellent yeah um, Andy Hunt says what was the score against Fleetwood please that was a 2-0 victory um, and you know who scored because Georgie Kelly plays which means Georgie Kelly scored <laughs> that's how it works um, I mean he's not putting much pressure on himself is he Danny I know his job is to score goals <laughs> but he's just getting silly now yeah, he's uh, he's definitely beating uh, Mitrovic's record last season, isn't he? What did he end up getting? About 47, something like that, something daft. Uh, but yeah, George Kelly, 60-goal season, I'm telling you. He scored four goals in three over him games, and I think he's only played, what, 100 minutes? And that's about it. He'll have barely played 90 minutes, will he? No, I mean, the game today was only 70 minutes, which yeah. you can understand because they have been running to the floor over this week and uh, a few players weren't risked because they've been running to, to the floor. Um, but yeah, Kelly played the full 70. Um, I believe his first goal was a goal mouth scramble that uh, Washington set up, I think. And then the second one was a penalty that Kyoso won running down the right-hand side. So it's good to know that both Chio and Kyoso can win penalties through darting <laughs> runs on the right. That is brilliant to hear. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I hope <laughs> I hope Kelly doesn't have a goal-scoring clause in his contract he'll be a millionaire by end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harvey um, Kelly also points out it's right to say no injuries. McCart pulled out, pulled his quad um, a dolphin apparently took a knock to the face in the friendly today, according to the report on the website. Well, that's just a knock in the face, it'll be fine. Like Danny says, there was people not not risked. Uh, I'll, I'll give the rat people the line to give they're not seen on the website. The lineup was Johansson in goal. Uh, this, this is starting, starting with Wood, a dolphin, and Harding, and Kyoso, Barlas at Lindsay, Rathbone, Bowler, Kelly, and Washington, which front two. Humphreys did come on as a sub, uh, Bramall came on as a sub in the hull. We don't have any minutes. Exactly whatever he's played because it behind closed doors. Um, but that's sort of the information we have as it is. Um, I'll start from the back, Mick. And we talked about this the other day. Johansson started again, Johansson didn't come off. We know because he's in full training. Well, it looks like he's in full training because they put mm-hmm. it out. Is that a sign, do you think, or is it just early days? Who knows? You don't, you don't know, can you? You, you don't know. Um, Victor's got the shirt, he got the shirt back in the last season, and uh, he's, he's got to lose it. I would, I would guess, is the would be the argument. Um, so, you know, it, it's possible Josh Vickers might have a long wait. You never know. Because uh, we've no pizza cup to to, uh, to to blood any players in. Although I guess we, the, the equivalent is now the, the the League Cup or whatever it is, isn't it, for, as far as we're concerned, um, where you tend to get those second string, second string players playing. I can't speak tonight. I don't know what's the matter with me. Uh, I don't know oh, some people. Yeah. I mean, just on on that tour with Jamie McCart pulling his quad, is that's is, that's kind of an initiation um, process for other players. I seem to remember this time last year, yeah. we had a bit of a Twitter meltdown about players pulling quads. Yeah. Both keepers pulled them. The Victorin Victorin Vickers both pulled the quads. Yeah, training methods and poor this <laughs> and poor that and poor the other. So, uh, to Jamie McCart, welcome to Rotherham. Here's your uh, here's your quad injury. <laughs> here's your pre-season quad injury. You're welcome. It's part of the initiation into a sing song and a quad injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, still no eaves, uh, but again, I think I mean, he's obviously there. He's been running, so I, I assume he's just been rested. Um, because that's all it is, Danny. Minutes, it's minutes under the belts. Ben Ball, let me say this. It doesn't matter about result. It's minutes under the belts and don't get injured. 
that's it. That's that's the that's the name of the game at this stage. Yeah, basically, and I think uh, McCart's only out for two or three weeks uh, with his quad injury, and I think it's just the change in intensity. Yeah. In all honesty, um, but I'm I'm not worried. To be fair, he'll miss what two two games, two preseason games, Salford and Harrogate. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping he scores a brace against Donny to make up for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, aim of the game, get minutes under your belt, get your fitness back. And um, yeah, that's what we're cracking on with. And I think mm-hmm. as well, this uh, this camp allows them to bond as well. Because if you've listened to Woody's interview, they've got inflatables out on the ocean in like in the little complex they're at. And they, and they all yeah, and they all go out on the inflatables, which is hilarious. And he says the coaches have got no balance at all. <laughs> all players go up and they're fine. And having a laugh, coaches go up. It's like watching baby elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been good listening from the back, the background stuff. I would say the, the content the club have put out this week has been possibly the best stuff the club have ever put out. It's been so good behind the scenes stuff. Um, it's interesting to make the way Warney sets them up in terms of what they've got to do. It, it makes them do the thing that I hate, where you've got to sit next to something new every night at dinner. I would hate that. <laughs> really but I get it. It's good because the, these are guys that got to work together. They're not just you know they've got to sit at an office desk and never speak to you. They've literally got to play together. So. It, that kind of team building and getting behind the scenes action has been it's been amazing for me. Uh, listen, it's huge, huge congratulations to Sam Todd because the work he's done this week has been absolutely top, top draw. Really, really has. Um, I don't ever remember ever this sort of um, output coming from the club mm. um, at any stage. Um, you know, and... I don't know whether there's an argument to say that it's it's not the right thing to do. I I can't think of one personally. I just find it no. I find it fantastic, and and it it allows it, it creates that bond again. It, it strengthens that bond between supporters and players, supporters of club, which is what it's all about, you know. Um, and particularly bearing in mind some of the the some of the difficult times we've had over the last couple of years, that relationship has been strained at times because of the behaviour of some people, you know, uh, so it's good. It's good that the club are really reaching out and um, and just just entertaining us. It's yeah. fantastic. Without any football, and you know, that the the, the Barlasa Barlasa or Benny <laughs> interview is just. I mean, it's just brilliant. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. You know, you you feel as though you get to know these players. Mm. Obviously, you don't, but you know what I mean. You you, you get to 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 to, to you know the personality them. a bit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, and that that can only be a good thing. Mm. Yeah, and that's the good one we knew with Connor Washington, Danny. The only five six minute interview, but you already get a sense of Connor Washington and his 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 personality. Um, and the bit, I enjoyed the bit where he told Woody that he was going to run his hamstrings off when he played against Charlton last season. And that just that's the type of guy that we that I, I want on our team. Oh, Danny, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, it, it it just goes to show that we are signing the right sort of people and that they all get on with each other. And Washington's got that bit of banter with Woody because he said that whilst he was still a Charlton player and now he's here. Um, so I think Woody's aim is to try and run his hamstrings off now. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show they are getting on really well with each other. I know Washington's been here a bit longer mm. than the most recent ones. Um, but they are starting to bond really well, which is great to see. And um, if we can get two goals out of 70 minutes with the Washington Kelly partnership, oh, that'll be tasty next year, won't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, it, actually, it has been great content from the club this week with one minor mistake. Um, <laughs> which brings us on to the first signing of the week. Um, Carl Scott says Tony's best bit was leaking Humphreys by accident. <laughs> um, yeah, so if anybody we signed Humphreys, Cameron Humphreys on a free transfer from a Belgium team, that's as much as you're getting from me uh, about the team. Um, I, Dan, make I'll come to you first on this one. He has excellent pedigree, very, very, very good pedigree. Um, but and it's a big but, it's two for me. Number one, he's been playing in Belgium. And I don't really know the standards. The standards clearly not awful, but George Hurst went to Belgium and did okay. Not amazing. I'm not what he did in the championship. 
Um, and I've never seen him play. So it's I'm trying for I'm not as excited as other people, but it could potentially be an amazing signing, but it could also be George Hurst. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I mean, you know, you we don't know a lot about Belgium. They are ranked number two in the world. Um just saying. Uh, I know they've not won anything. And I know that that's how would they even play in Belgium? <laughs> the, the, the 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 vast majority of their players do play abroad as well, so I I accept that, you know, and the and the standard there is probably not good. It's certainly not a good Premier League standard, um, but there are some good sides there, and you know, this is a signing that came came out of blue for me. I had not heard anything about it at all. If you look at this lad's pedigree and, and look at the clubs that have been in for him. Look at the clubs he's chosen us over. You know, you're talking Sheffield United's Bournemouth, Premier League Bournemouth. Um, Stoke City have been at, been been looking at him. And he's chosen to come to little old teams like Rotherham. Good man. You know, he, he's, he's obviously got some pedigree. He's come through Manchester City Academy. He's been on bench in a Champions League match for Man City. I think you probably that probably tells you as much as you need to know as far as a Rotherham United support is concerned about the calibre of player that was just signed there. For me, I, I've never seen him play, obviously. So you know, it's all caveated, as you as you said right at the beginning there. But it's a hell of a signing for me. Hell of a signing. Yeah, we put some bits together as we always do with a breakdown. Um, they signed from Zulta Wargem. Wargem. Don't know. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, he signed a three-year contract, Danny, which in itself is quite interesting. There's no two-year contracts. That three-year could have an extension in it. The club won't announce it at this stage, so it's at least a three-year contract, which is a good sign. A 23-year-old. I mean, that's what you mm-hmm. want in it. Three-year contract, 23-year-old. That's perfect for the club. Yeah, I think the only one who's got a two-year is Washington, but he's seemed to have made that little trend with clubs he plays for. Mm. Um, but yeah, all the rest have been three-year contracts, so we're definitely stepping up with the um, the whole thing of tying players down with contracts. And like you say, we could have extensions in there as well. Um, it's great to see because it shows that we're recruiting right. We're properly whittling down the list, to see, seeing which players we can get, and then offering them fairly long-term deals, which is great to see. We haven't explored the loan market yet either, so we've just been tying players down and. Yeah, it's great to see. And like Mick said, he comes with a fantastic pedigree. He's been under the um, the guidance of Pellegrini and Guardiola at City and then gone off on his own track into Belgium and Holland as well. And then he's come to us and, yeah, I mean, we've beaten Rangers to a signing. That's exceptional. Really? How have we managed that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I am actually really excited to see Humphreys in action uh, when they're back on English soil because mm. he sounds like a real... Not, I mean, you'll have Woody as like your old fashioned centre half sort of thing. Mm. Humphrey sounds like your more modern centre half. You know, he's, he's yeah, good on the ball, he's good in the air, he likes to push forward, he's not um, defending all the time, he likes to move forward with the ball. It sounds like it's a huge upgrade on in Equay, to be honest, a massive upgrade on him. Um, yeah, and I saw some stats on Twitter and it said something daft like he's got an 80% passing accuracy and a 70%. Um, what was the seventy percent one? Wait, wait, jewel, head of jewels, or something that like that. were it. Yeah, aerial jewels, seventy percent. They're insane stats. Yeah, they are. Um, but we don't watch Belgian football. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We haven't seen him in action. Uh, we don't really know his game. One knows his game. Um, but he sounds fantastic. And I think on transfer mark, they've got him listed as about six hundred k. Or um, so I'm glad we've got him on a free. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It sounds, so, sorry, Matt. It, it sounds almost. Uh, I don't. I might get shot for saying this. It almost sounds like an upgrade on Reg from his stats on paper. Mm, yeah. Well, we could come on to that in a bit. Yes, yeah, we can. Um, yeah, we don't have any stats to compare with. Like I said, Danny, his, his stats are very impressive. We don't have any League One stats to compare Icky with, compare Reg with. You know, passing stats and things like that. They don't seem to do them in League One, but they do them in the Belgium top flight. Don't know. Um, I ha- we have reached out to a Belgium football specialist, football podcast, but we haven't had anything back yet. Um, so, well, if we get anything from them, brilliant. If not, we'll just watch them with our own eyes, uh, and then we can we can go from there. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I see it might turn up to be a total flop, but it is pretty exciting. 
And you wonder, Mick, if the fact that we have had something like Icky, and I know he's only gone to Sheffield Wednesday, but he's improved massively while he's been yeah, at the yeah. club. Semi Ajay, Will Volks. You've got to have got to assume that these type of things are an advertisement to the club, <laughs> to the player. One, one it can say, look what we've done to Semi. To go into a Premier League player, Will Volks. I think they got it playoffs of Marriott now and they missed out on playoffs in his, in his first year. We yeah. can make you a better player. I'm speaking as Paul Warner, and you can go on and do bigger and better things with or without us. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we're aiming for, isn't it? And not only are we aiming for it, we're achieving it. Yeah. We're achieving it on a regular basis. You know, there's very few players, with the exception of Erste at the moment, who've, who've left this club at a worse player than, they, than when they started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, so it's, it's going to be a massive selling point, and and, and people are starting to te- sit up and take notice, aren't they? You know, some of these clubs are starting to sit up and take notice, and uh, we're getting offers for players that you know <laughs> we've never have had before. So it's, it's 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 excellent. It's excellent work. Really, really impressive from club. Really impressive. Yeah, it does. I will come on to offers in a minute. Uh, Brian Vernon said that you know, to beat other teams mentioned for Humphreys speaks volumes for how our club is being run. Actions speak loud and work. And to be fair, Danny, if, if it's all right saying, oh, we beat Rangers because we've got a, we're a good club to progress players, we must have been competing financially as well, which is almost as important. I'm not well, obviously with Rangers have more money than us, but we must have been somewhere near what they were willing to offer, which again mm. is crazy. It's, it's unheard of in our, in recent times. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, like you say, we've probably been competing a little bit financially with them because they'll know what they want to offer certain players. But I think the bigger thing around it is Paul Warren's probably got some pulling power now mm. um, with the whole thing of developing players because we have got a fairly long list of players that have come to us more or less being unknowns and then they've turned into internationals. You know, mm. your, your current example is Ogbeni. You know, he came from someone who wasn't really in the Brentford fold, only made a handful of appearances for Exeter, come to us and absolutely exploded onto the scene. And you've got some Irish fans calling him Ireland's best ever winger. You know, then <laughs> uh, you've got Will Volks. I mean, he's took a step backwards currently, but when he came to us, he made him into an international. Um, it came, again, another one who's had a step backwards, but little loan out to Accrington. And then each time we always, we improved him massively. So we are getting a little bit of a rep for doing that. Um, and so a player at Humphrey's age who probably wants to come and step back into English football and but still wants to get better and develop, you'd be silly not to choose Rotherham because he's seen the track record and he's and he's probably thought probably a better option. You know, why go to Sheffield United, for example, who have the objective of going up this season? Um, where he might not play as many games but might be on more money, or you play more games with Rotherham and further your career as your development, we'd be silly not to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not like we're paying him 30 quid a week, is it? It's going to be, no. it's going to be, it's going to be decent <laughs> money. Um, yeah. Um, I from Jordan Conker says, nothing beats watching us lot with COVID and a chip bully. Joe uh, looks class behind Danny. That's next Saturday. Danny, you're suffering as well, aren't you? <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Feeling a bit better, though. Should be okay. By Saturday, I think I'm going to test later and see where we are. I like it. Uh, Danny Gunn asks, Any more news on the Moment of Truth podcast and when it's out? Absolutely not. Everything has gone deathly silent on the Moment of Truth podcast. Very strange. I don't know if something's happened, whether somebody's re listened to it and there's something that shouldn't have been in there that they wanted to put in there, or whether they've pulled it completely. Um, very, very, very strange. Any of you two got anything to add on, on the strangeness of that piece? appearing to be pulled. It's really peculiar, isn't it? Because there's there's nothing whatsoever been said. You know, if you you would have thought that if there were some editorial issues that that might have been just said, you know, it's going to be delayed, it'll be out such such a time or whatever. But it's, it seems to have essentially just dropped off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, so who knows? Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out ultimately. Um, we'll see. I won't bet on it. Uh, yeah, I won't bet on it. But there we go. There we go. Um, let's. We've got two or three transfer rumours out to cover. So let's start with the derisory one. Because everybody's praying for a Mick rant. Uh, Powerman UK says, I think Mick is hiding his anger on the one million bid on Bar- Dan Barlasser. And this originally come from Paul Warren, 
who confirmed to the, again, to the club's website that there had been bids for Wilesy, which we'll come on to, um, and somebody somebody had come in for Dan Barlasser. Danny might have more information who it from in a minute, but Mick, how much of Dan Barlasser would you get for a million pounds? Because <laughs> it's not all of him. <laughs> you might get one of the laces out of one of these boots <laughs> if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you ask him nicely. I mean, I'm not angry about it. I, I, I never even got as far as being angry. It just I, I couldn't stop laughing, to be honest with you. It's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Um, and, and there's no wonder they've not been named. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> they're probably skulking away in a corner somewhere thinking, I wish we'd not done that. Um, but maybe, or, or maybe it's a Yorkshire club. You know, you know, and uh, just trying to be tight or whatever, but nah, just embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, think, and as you and as uh, Will Roberts put on here, we've got a forty percent sell-on fee or a rumored around forty percent, somewhere between forty and fifty. That's the rumor. Um, so if it goes for a million quid, Danny, we're getting five hundred k. Not worth it to us. It's just I don't know whether someone's just testing the water or what, but it is a stupid bit. They're clearly not going to accept that. Mm. Uh, one thing we have to bear in mind is that Barlasser does have a release clause in his contract. I'm not also, sure of the value, but it's not as high as people think it is, from what I've been told. Um, but, you know, a, a release clause isn't really a, a game set and match to you signing somebody. It's just that, you know, you've just triggered the release clause and you can offer him something. Um, but, yeah, I think Barlasser needs to go for at least a couple million just yeah. for us to get a fair return on his sell-on fee. Um, but the thing to remember is that Barlaster has already said he's not going anywhere this year. He's, he is mm-hmm. committed to this year. Um, Chio has said the same as well. He's he's committed to this year. And I think it is because they can see something special happening now. They can see, especially now that the recruitment's happened, they can see what's beginning to blossom here. And they want to give the Championship another go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think... If they give the championship another go and we do get relegated, then they will go, I think. Um, but I, I honestly think if we stay up this season, they might pen another deal because they're like, right, we can just keep pushing on now. Mm. Um, but yeah, Dan has already said that he is uh, committed to this year and he's not going anywhere. And uh, we can hold him to account on that. <laughs> we can say, yeah. well, you you said you weren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Danny, if somebody comes in with two million, we'll still be laughing. Yeah, I mean that's just—I mean that's just as derisory. So we're, we're not little old Rotherham United anymore. So, and if you think we are, then you best—you may need to go somewhere else and start looking. Get yourself off down to Swillsbury because they'll—they'll be taking offers. I know. I know. You, I'm actually to put a number on it, Mick. I'm sure this is going to be a really stupid number. What is Dan Barlasa worth? Uh, to us, it's worth as much as Chio, as, as much as Ben Wiles. So if you if you if you want to if you want to go down that route for me, Ben Wiles is he shouldn't be going anywhere for less than four million quid because he's as good a player as Scott Twine and that's what Burnley have played for it paid for him. Likewise with Chio, mm. and likewise with Dan Barlasson. they're 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 worth that money every day of every week in this uh, the way the way that the transfer market is. So yeah, that's it. If you don't. If you want them, that's absolutely fine. Get your get your hand in your pocket and uh, give mm. them and us a good deal. Yeah, it's also worth pointing out, Danny. We get we get told a lot, or I've been told a lot by other fans. There's no football. There's no money in Championship football at the minute, or not particularly because COVID started a lasting impact. Clubs aren't going to pay unless the parachute payment clubs. They're not going to pay four million quid for players. Mm. That's changing. Well, I, well, you look at Hull. Hull is selling their, one of their young players, r- rumoured for £20 million from Brentford. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. So that's £20 million coming to Championship. Swansea are selling one of their players for £12 million quid to West Ham. So you've, the money's starting to come into the team, and that's going to filter down. Swansea are going to buy something else. Hull. So the, there is going to be money swirling around in the Championship this season, contrary mm. to popular belief. So we can, excuse me, we can and should be holding out because that money's going to, it's our turn for some cash, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Uh, but just to put uh, a figure on on Barlasser going, like Mick says, same that Burnley paid for Scott Twine, plus an extra million to take Allison off the RUFC hashtag as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point, Danny. Good point. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. And for Wiles as well. Wiles, well, Brentford, um, Brentford Burnley have paid five mil for Twine, five mil on Wiles, easy peasy. Same with Chio, that's um, right, pay dividends for us, potentially getting relegated then, when you can have him, which is roughly about mm. six mil, I think it is. Um, yeah, they are the fees put on their heads. If you don't want to pay it, unlucky. <laughs> yeah. It were interesting, Mick, that uh, Warnie came out and put a figure on for, for mm. a moment while he was being linked with uh, Burnley. Paul Warnie came out and said they've offered it, uh, I think he said more than two million. I think his words were a bit more than two million. And that's not enough. Well, that, that's the first time in the club's history that anybody has ever suggested that two million pounds is not enough. Yeah. Um, and it shows how, how important Wiles he is to us. And it shows it's a massive hats off to the youth academy, the youth system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bringing that player through for nothing, obviously, potentially getting some fee for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, you mentioned earlier, we're not being bullied anymore. It's not, it's time for Rotherham to be paid what, we, what it's justly ours. It's a statement of intent, isn't it? Yeah. It's what it is, you know? Yeah, it might all go belly up and we might end up back in League One. That's a possibility. Could happen. But then that could happen to anybody in this division. Mm. So the way that this club are working at the moment and the way that they're recruiting, you know, they're doing everything they possibly can to make that not happen. But we're creating players. We're creating players who are going to have a future at a higher level than, than we're offering them at the moment. So, you know, and, and they are good enough. They're good enough now, these players that we've talked about. So if you want them, that's fine. Dig your hand in your pocket and pay. Otherwise, do one. And and it's great. It's great that the club are going, nah, stuff you. Take a one, take a hike. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. It is. But imagine what Paul Warren could do with four million quid. Well, oh. it's a six million quid from two of them being sold. I know they're yeah, the key, yeah. key players. But imagine what we could bring in for that. Let's let's play the other side of the coin, Daniel. Let's say we tell them, but so you know, hypothetical. Let's say Barlas and Wiles go for six million combined. That's exciting that Paul One could have that kind of money available. Yeah, it is, and we've very rarely had that sort of money available purely from <coughs> excuse me from transfers. Because um, I believe the fee that was offered for Wiles would have made him our biggest transfer fee received. Mm. And we've turned it down. Yeah, you know, like that—that's a madness. Because I think Volks went for about two point two mil, something like that. Two it, yeah. Yeah, and we've t- now turned that down for Wales. That's incredible. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, but hypothetically, if we do lose Barlasser and Wales, and we've got six mil to play with, one should be wringing his hands together. No, because he could, in theory, cherry pick. The, probably the best from League One and maybe a couple mid-table League Two, uh, like, mid-table Championship clubs mm. for midfielders and engineer a, a, um, a surviving squad in the Championship, which would be great to see. However, if we keep hold of them, we've probably got a surviving Championship squad as it stands, plus mm. another few, I think. Yeah, uh, there's going to be some more incomings in there. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, once we start getting into loan uh, loan market. Mm. Yeah, it does absolutely. Right, we're gonna have a quick word from Manscape um, because we haven't heard from them for about a week, and then we'll come back and probably cover a bit more transfer rumours of those three, uh, and then we've got an incoming rumour to cover as well. We'll see mm. you more. Manscape, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the performance package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls. So they, they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light, uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on so it's very good it comes with a little charging port oh which is also a little holder yeah i highly recommend it i use it and i i highly recommend it you highly recommend it then you highly recommend if somebody goes to manscape.com and enters the code nyt for free shipping and 20 percent off so that's manscape.com for 20 percent off 
free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. I've been a while. Enjoyed it. Well, I've had that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Danny Gunn also says on here, it also shows what a great position we are in the club that we can turn down money for them. Don't get me wrong, the money's a lot to us, but it shows we have assets. It shows the assets we have. Yeah, and it shows the, the power that Tony Stewart has, that it can just say, no, we don't we don't need that cash. We, you know, we can get through the season, not sell anybody. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say to be honest with you, Mick, but... Yeah, it's professional. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought <laughs> we're a professional outfit? Well, there you go. Just shows mm. that we are. Mm. Yeah, I think about this earlier. We talked about it with Seji and Neil Richardson in previous podcasts about how the club's changed. I can only imagine Paul Warren's been here since then. Paul Warren joined in the 90s, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's been with the club throughout the whole time. I can only imagine how much the club's changed on and off the field uh, since then. Um, but but it, he's been the catalyst for that change, the major part of that change. You know, um, even prior to Paul Warren coming in, you know, with a, the, with Steve Evans and his 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 shotgun approach to the loan market, um, you know, it, 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 it it's just changed again. It's changed completely, and now it is a professionally run, professional football club um, to be proud professional. of. That's the word, isn't it? It's professional. I've used it too many times there, but you know, well, it's valid, though, isn't it? For me, Danny, that's that's the right word. With were it's like a proper club <laughs> yeah and i mean to have the sort of turnaround since what happened in 08 to now which is under 15 years mm. is incredible you know we've gone from having to move out of millmore playing sheffield for a bit and then having a new stadium now to being one of the best financially run clubs in britain and quite possibly europe um the ones that were out of the worst just putting it out there um but yeah, it's it's great. It's just great to be have such a, a stable football club that you know will be here for at least. And this is barring any absolute catastrophe, absolute disaster that could happen. It, this club will be here at least in the next twenty years, maybe even the next hundred years, if we carry on with this business model we've got. Um, and it's just it's just a great time to be a Rotherham fan. It's probably not not in terms of league positioning and such, but behind the scenes and recruiting players and being a well-organised machine, it's probably the most prolific years in the club's history and we're part of it, which is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I think the potential of the club's never never been greater. Never, ever yeah. been as great as it is now. And just to touch on that with the recruiting of players, um, anyone who's tried to read Rob Scott's interview with The Mirror, um, <clears throat> he says that at the start of every season he has a list of over 100 players for one position. Yeah. Right, and then whittles it down, whittles it down until he gets to about about twenty, and that's when he goes and discusses it with Warner, and then mm. whittle it down to like your top five, and then they're the five that you go for. Mm. And to have that sort of business model shows how in depth and how good at his job Rob Scott is really. So mm. he is, is he is as important to this football club as Warner is, and Warner is part of the DNA of this club now. Yeah. I can only imagine that he'll, he'll, he'll have done that, go down to 20, gone to Paul Warren, and Warren said, actually, I've seen this other guy. I'll be a fly oh. on the wall during those meetings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but again, Paul Warren's talked about it before, that it's, it's important to have those relationships with somebody that him and him <laughs> sort of fully, they know each other well enough to probably have those arguments, Mick. And it doesn't really matter that you've had arguments because you still respect each other enough. You've got to have that relationship. You can't have you know, people are, I don't I can't think of the right word, but oversensitive in terms of criticism. You've got to be able to take the criticism, have the arguments, and move on. And they clearly can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they're very successful at it. Well, they certainly have been over the last three or four years. Mm. Yeah, they have. Yeah. We've played this club a lot tonight. What's all that about? Yeah, we should get Ben in. But get Ben in next time. Let's chuck some random nonsense criticism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, right, next linkage um, in players is Wimbledon's Anthony, formerly of Wimbledon, Anthony Hartigan, um, who has been linked with us today, basically, Danny. I saw my Twitter rumour um, has seen today, the sort of the main day that this is, these names come up. I've seen the club after a while, but today is the first day I've seen his name linked. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I saw it linked more than anything because he said his farewell to Wimbledon. Yeah. 
and then suddenly started getting followed by loads of Rotherham fans. It's like, hang on, some, something, <laughs> it's got some weight to this, hang on a minute. Then in the replies, it's like, oh, he's coming to Rotherham, this, that and other. So it is, at this stage, more of a Twitter rumour more than anything, but he is probably Wimbledon's best player. Mm. Um, certainly for his work rate and you know his, his teamwork, which is a top-rated start. Um, yeah, I think he'd be a really good asset for the club to have if he's more if he's a defensive midfielder so it might be more of an option if he wanted to change tactics in midfield because I believe Barlas has played a little bit further forward next season mm. um, to get on the ball a bit more so if he wants to drop back and be a bit more defensive and we've got an actual defensive midfielder in there then it'd be a real asset and he's only 22 as well so plenty of development mm. with him Yeah uh, yeah. Check his Instagram account make sure that Baby Tuna Man's not following him <laughs> I will check it now. <laughs> Just check yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not somebody... I, I know the name. I know he plays for Wimbledon. I can't remember him playing against us, to be honest with you. Um, but defensive midfielder, you tend not to notice those players. And that's sort of a good thing, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly right. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I have heard good things about him. Uh, last season, his, his name did crop up. On social media, quite a few times throughout that throughout the season, with uh, you know, and and with with good reports, and and you look down his uh, the replies to the tweet that he put out saying goodbye to to Wimbledon, and that it's a bad word amongst them, uh, which again can only be a good thing. Um, yeah, they've always been a decent side, Wimbledon. They've always seemed to be mm. a side that, or a club that that bring through really really promising players. Um, but they're not in that position at the moment where they've been able to to kind of sell them on for any any great value. But um, every time we play them, there's always a couple where you think he's he's a good player. I like him. I like the look of him. It's, it seems to be one of those teams for me. Yeah, yeah. Forty-two goals in stats. Forty-two, forty-two goals. Forty-two goals. Oh, hello. <laughs> Uh, 42 appearances, two goals, seven assists for a defensive midfield, which is not bad. Like mm-hmm. it, does, it does signal a change if he comes in, mate. You're not going to play if you're going to play Barlassa in the same position last season, you couldn't play them both. So, it, I think Danny's right. I think it is a signal that he's looking at Barlassa further forward, but then that creates another problem because then are you going to fit Wilder and Rathman in? But then, yeah, go on. they're not going to be both here. Is, is, the, is the argument, or you know, it, who knows? Um, I suspect we might see a change in, uh, in formation this year, or a slight change, um, just just from personnel that are coming in. Um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? You have to remember as well is that squads need to be bigger this next season mm. as well because we've got five True. subs as well, so the rotation will be quite high, especially on the subs bench. Yeah. Um, so that could be another argument for it as well because. I know last season we said we need four strikers, you know, two starting, two on the bench. That's what we had. Whereas this year we'll probably need five or six because mm. of the high turnover that we'll have due to five subs. And as well, yeah. but Balassa can't play every game. Same with Wiles, Lindsay, Rathburn, especially Rathburn. Rathburn can't play every game because because it'll be like being in Croatia every week for him. Mm. Um, so again, just having that natural, well, not not natural per se, but having that natural midfield backup for him. Um, <clears throat> will be a great benefit, and it's just we just need to bulk up a little bit. The squad needs to bulk up mm. in in numbers for next season yeah. because of the five sub rule. I have got an update on his Instagram for you. Oh, go on! It's private. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I drop him a cheeky follow and see if he accepts? Do it. All right, requested. There we go. Keep if he accepts it, he's coming to Rotherham because my profile <laughs> picture is is me with the FL trophy. So if he accepts it, he's coming to Rotherham. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he is. Uh, 20, 22 year old again, Danny. It's a good age. It's a really, really good age if you can get something like that in it. It's, uh, I don't know. It just feels it just feels good and pretty exciting. To be honest with you, I'm very happy yeah. about it. Yeah, it does. Same age as me, which is quite frightening. Now that we're signing footballers who are the same age as me, they were always <laughs> older than me, and now it's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, we've hit that next phase where they're the same age as you. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, happens to all of us. Yeah, but he's, he's built like an athlete and I've still got the beer gut. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Roebuck says, I wonder if it was who Warney was on the Zoom with earlier today. Yeah, the club put out it was on a Zoom call. 
possibly. This sounds like it may be a bit further down the line than a Zoom call, though. I might be wrong. Uh, but the, if everything is as it is, as it seems, um, that may be the case. Brian Vernon says, strikers, anything on Stockton, Rodriguez? Danny, have you had anything on any strikers you can share with the group? Um, no, it's gone very quiet in terms of strikers. But one thing I will say which is interesting is during Morecambe's last pre-season game, Stockton was number 19, not number 9. <clears throat> now, yeah. as we all know, as starting striker, you get the number 9 shirt. But if you've dropped down to the number 19, maybe you're out of favour. Maybe it's because there's a deal going on elsewhere. That's very tinfoil hat. Or in yeah. 10. Do we 9 or 10? No, do we 9. <clears throat> And we do have number 10 spare. So, Yeah, and number seven. If he wants number seven, he can have seven. Yeah. We'll be handing out numbers, left, right and centre. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we mentioned the Chio rumour again. Chio just wants The only reason the Chio rumour is now worth mentioning, I, I haven't seen anything pop up from this, to be honest with you. But the reason we've poo-pooed that originally was because Swansea have no money, or minimal money. If they're selling downs Mick, to West Ham for 12 million quid, Mm. They are going to have the money, which is to, has two effects. Number one, they might think, "Well, I might we'll try somewhere else for a bit, bit of value." They consider, mm. or they might just think, "Sod it, we've got the cash, we'll give it to them," and it may push it over the line. But they're going to have to up their bid. I think it was around a million nine hundred k. They're going to have to more than double it to get anywhere near, aren't they? It was how much? Well, that's what they were saying. They were valued. That's what they valued. Some, some <laughs> oh, it's been a funny day today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I, there's no comment to make on that, is there? If that's if that's what they think he's worth, then go look somewhere else, lads. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for helping. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing we need to remember with the Chio to Swansea rumour is that it was engineered by a newspaper to click on the article. There yeah, was no linkage whatsoever until someone asked him, what do you think of Swansea City? <laughs> and that's where the rumour started from. Now, Swansea's ears might have picked up to, to cheer after that happened. But again, it's another one. You need to cough up the money and they'd have to yeah. be coughing up half of that fee that they'll receive for, who was it, who was going to West Ham? Uh, down, Flynn Downs. Down. Like <clears throat> yeah, they'd have to cough up half for it for Chio. Because um, we're in the position where we'll probably go the same route that we did with Michael Smith, where yeah. he's in the final year of his contracts, but we'd be better keeping him and us staying up rather than selling him on and effectively going going down, you know, that yeah. sort of system. Uh, we have been in discussion with Chio to extend his contract, and I think it is a case of we'll, he'll see where we are at the end of the season. Um, <clears throat> but, like I said, he's committed to his last year, so... Yeah, it's, it's good that the, the, these these players aren't going, uh, oh, I want to I leave and down in tools, Mick. They are saying... I'm committed to Rotherham United. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna paddy. Um, and that's that's good. That's that shows the sign of the people that they are, hopefully. Yeah, well, mm. they, they love it here, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite clear, particularly players like Chio, he, he's he, you know, he's he's got a permanent smile on his face. He's he's loving life. So, yeah. you know, and, and to be fair, I mean I can't I can't imagine that Swansea are uh, the type of club who take their um, take the tips for players to sign from Irish newspapers either. But you, you never know. know. Yeah. You never know. Um, on the Ben Wiles rumor, we should—we've already sort of covered it, but they've offered offered a couple of million. Uh, the Athletic are reporting that Ben Wiles is unhappy on Rodham's position. He understands Rodham's position, but he's unhappy because obviously he wants to go to Burnley, playing the company have a chance at the Championship. Very, very strange. I didn't know the Athletic's clause went into Rotherham United's camp. They haven't done it in the past. Um. But I, that's something. That's certainly something worth adding to the to the conversation. I don't believe it for a second, to be honest with you. It's made up, that. It's just made up, isn't it? It's just it's 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 just absolute drivel. I mean, not sure the messenger. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I read it myself. I read it myself. I, are we sure that that's even a real Twitter account? That it's Andy Jones, I think it was, wasn't it? It's a, it's a proper article. It's not another one of these that, like that other so-called journalist set up. It's not a, not a dodgy Twitter account, is it? No, it's a proper athletic article. Well, I, I, I clicked on the link and read the article. Whether it's, I assumed it was athletic. See, you clicked on the link because they put in there that he's unhappy. 
He's got a blue tick. Hey, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's clickbait, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read you the article. It says Wiles, who made 40, 43 appearances and eight goals last season for Paul Ward's side, he's thought. There's a disclaimer. He is thought to be disappointed. Oh. <laughs> he's thought to be disappointed. A transfer has yet to materialise as he is keen to link up with company, but is respectful of the Miller's position and will remain professional and committed to the club after rising through the academy. And he goes to say what else then they've signed. Okay. Right. You're a journalist. I'm sweeping in as the only student now. Whenever you put um, I, um, it is understood or it is thought, it means it's complete and utter drivel and you've just coined it. Like, I, I could say, I, I under, oh, I understand that Rotherham are making a move for Cristiano Ronaldo because he's unhappy at Man United. You know, unless you unless you hear it saying, like Ben Wiles has told me on a phone call or on a Zoom meeting and you've got the quote from him, mm. it, it's, it's effectively been made up to either get a click or... Or um, add weight to a rumour that's potentially on on the downslide because I believe Burnley are now looking at someone from Coventry. Oh, um, yeah, O'Hare. So it's obviously it's obviously between Wiles and O'Hare, but uh, but Coventry don't want to get rid of O'Hare, so they're in the exact same situation with O'Hare as they are with Wiles. And in all honesty, a lot of people I've met with Ben Wiles, and we know the sort of lad that he is, and he wouldn't say to a journalist, "Oh, no. I want, I want I'm, I'm I'm not happy that the deal hasn't." Hasn't um, hasn't happened yet because I want to go and play for Vincent Company. He wouldn't say that to a journalist. You know he what wouldn't. I mean? But no, to play devil's advocate, his agent might. But yeah, yeah, his, his agent might. Have, yeah, but again, if it's not quoted as Ben Wilde yeah, saying yeah. it, I don't believe it. Which is a shame because um, the uh, the last I spoke to at the Athletic, I forget her name. I'm mm. sorry, but I spoke to her before the Sutton game, and she was fantastic. And quoted me very, very well in their article, which was a very, very good article. But again, I'm quoted in that as saying these things, but Wiles yeah. isn't quoted as saying these things. So I don't believe it. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be the first time an agent's gone behind Rotherham United's back this summer, though, would it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, another bit of transfer news. It isn't really news. It's just us. It's a bit like us talking about Geo going to Swansea because they've sold somebody. Huddersfield... Uh, have not sat the manager, the mutual consent. Carlos Corberan has walked, apparently walked away from Huddersfield, but we've just under just over three weeks away from the start of the season. Um, bizarre, Danny, properly mm. bizarre because they've just missed out, they lost in the playoff final, and we're very, very lucky to lose in the playoff final. Um, mm. it's very strange, but from our point of view. It potentially opens the door to Reg, and this is about us clutching at straws. But it just makes—I don't know whether it, it make it better or worse. Do you think that Reg might come back? Um, I think it'll delay it more than anything yeah. uh, because now they have to find the new manager. Then he has to have a look at everybody and then decide if Reg is in his plans. Mm -hmm. um, but it does seem very odd that he's walked away from Huddersfield. Like you say, three weeks to the season, they've only just missed promotion. Maybe it's because of the parachute payments running out, so he's mm. done that, so they have a bit more money available. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's a very odd one with Huddersfield. Very, very odd. Um, I'm sure it's something we won't find out the reasons behind it with it being mutual consent. But yeah, <clears throat> for me with um, with Reg, it um, probably pushes it back at least at least until they find a new manager. Um, well, fingers crossed, he looks at it, says Reg isn't in his plans, and then he sends it back to us. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I probably agree with him, Mick. Uh, what do you think? It's great news for us, I think. You think? It's great news. Really do. Uh, putting Reg to one side for, for a minute, um, you know, that it, it could open that up for uh, for him, him coming back to us, either on loan or permanently. But um, for me, he was one of the, one of the, the top managers in that division. Uh, and you're starting to build something at Huddersfield. Mm. I, I would venture to say, I understand, I've heard, I'm led to believe that he's not been uh, backed financially. I, I'm sorry, I'm just making that up. I just thought, I'd, um, but yeah. so the, 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 there is a, a rumor popping up with them that Lewis O'Brien is leaving. Now, he was their captain and main man last season, he's been linked mm. with heavily linked with Nottingham Forest for a lot of money. 
I yeah. don't know. I, I'm putting two and two together. This might be six. No, it's seven, it might be six, but I think it's got something to do with the club wanting to cash in. That's my yeah, guess. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Looking through looking through some of the uh, the Huddersfield supporters' replies, there, there were quite a lot of chat on there about the board and the chairman not mm-hmm. willing to back him. Uh, whether that's right or not, I don't know. Um, but uh, for, from our point of view, it's great news because. You know, we've seen this happen before many, many times, and what happens to these clubs? They just they plummet, don't they? Mm. You know, uh, you've got some discontent between manager and, and chairman, which kind of then bleeds through into the squad. The squad are not happy. Captains wanting to leave. It all starts to look like it's falling around, falling down around their ears potentially. So, from a Rotherham United point of view, that can only be a good thing. Because uh, that's at least one club below us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Cole says Huddersfield will be the next Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, also, and this is not it's Championship related. So I'll mention it. Luton Town have spent two million pounds on Carlton Morris. Two million pounds. <laughs> Luton, it's Luton as well. It's not Stoke who who throw money at wall and up it sticks. This is mm. a properly sensible club. Spending millions on Carlton Morris. I, I think Carlton Morris is probably a better player than he is now. But again, Danny, talk to me about there being no money in Championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Luton mu- must have done the homework with this one. I mean, Carlton Morris has been stellar for Barnsley. He was a very important cog in their near promotion season, and he was their top scorer last season in the relegation side. Injured in a lot, I sure. Yeah. Um, so if they keep if they keep him fit and like I said, they've obviously done the homework for him suiting their system. So they've probably just gone, right, let's have him, and then gone full ball into getting him, which is probably why they mm. spent two million. Um but yeah, I'm telling you, we're gonna be the next the next Luton town, you know, investing smartly, developing players, pushing up the league, and then hopefully we get into a position where we can splurge two million on a player. Because the day that happens, oh my. <laughs> I hope he'll contain myself. I think, um, coming, don't you, I think there's, there's been an issue. I think there might have been some uh, some chat and some discussion as to who, uh, who we're going to bust um, Victor's eye socket this year if uh, Carl Murphy <laughs> So, um, obviously, managed to, somebody somewhere has managed to get him a move back into the Championship. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it, honestly. No, you're not. No, no, no. I'm telling um, you, Victor's got eyes for Morris now that he's come back to the championship. It's like, right, revenge time. Yeah. <laughs> Just pray that Gavin Wall is not refereeing that game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Jordan Concannon says if Morris is worth 2 million, Wiles is worth 10 million. And that, oh, again, yeah. that strengthens mm-hmm. our hand going elsewhere. Um, you know, we can say to Burnley, oh, it's Burnley not involved. Well, this guy's gone for X money. You know what I mean? Uh, that's how I see it, anyway. Uh, I think I think we're done. Is there anything else, Danny, anything else you want to cover, Mick? Uh, I think we're just about covered everything. I can't think of anything else Miller's or Miller's tenuously linked to. <laughs> Look, the one thing I can think of is that if you're free over the weekend or, or whenever, get yourself down to the exhibition that's at the stadium... Mm. And uh, and have a look round that because it's absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, I can't head down because you know <laughs> COVID. Um, but yeah, if if you've got a free weekend, free Saturday, pop down and have a look round because it is really really good, really really good. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Wow, <laughs> I'm about to get the kids down at the weekend so they can learn about Rotherham and what it's about. Yeah, you're a good man. You're a good father. I know. Indoctrinate him early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's also open evenings. I think it's four while seven every evening as well. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> For, uh, yeah. Four while seven every evening. Not open Sundays because I made that mistake at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the women's Euros is underway. We're not going to talk about the games that's already happened. But just to shout out that New York Stadium has been used in a major tournament, and that is prime time mm. Sunday evening. Um, Italy against somebody. I think I'm right in saying. I'd be interested to watch that. Be interested to watch that because UEFA have uh, UEFA have done an absolute played an absolute blinder. I don't know whether you watched the uh, the England game yesterday. Um, you know that on the on the halfway line, the, the advertising board on the halfway line 
mm. advertises the, the venue and then yeah. you know it changes to to giving juros or whatever. Um, mm. Bearing in mind that it was it was the England game at probably one of, if not the most, well, certainly one of the most famous stadiums in the world, Old Trafford. Mm. Um, the the sign said Trafford. You want to know why they've done that, Mike? So, so uh, you want to so, know why they've done it? Whatever York has, the York wants it. <laughs> no, it's because they've got City's training grounds as one of the stadiums, so that's going to say Manchester. But because they say, "Oh, Trafford isn't technically in the city of Manchester," that's why they've called it Trafford. It's Old Trafford. I know, but Trafford isn't technically in the city of Manchester. And that's, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. It's an absolute elite wind-up from UEFA, and I'm all for it. Sean Green says, Italy against France, which is a blockbuster, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't think Italy are as strong as the men's team in, in international football. It's still two massive names of international football. Yeah. Um, Essex should be a ball girl there as well. It, it's also interesting, Mick, because I think there's certain things that you've got to have in your way for competitions as a host stadium. So I wonder if we'll be getting fancy boards, electronic boards. Oh. I don't know. I, I know there's been work at the ground for the Euros. I don't know exactly yeah. what the work has been. But can you imagine rather than having fancy electronic boards? Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, there, there are one or two bits and pieces. There are a couple of prerequisites, aren't there, for you? Yeah. When you apply to um, to, to get the um, get get you, you have your stadium used in, in the in these things that such as having paint on walls and um, grass on your pitch, that kind of thing. Um, so not rusty, it's, it's, not rusty stands. It's not for everybody, is it? You know what I mean. Yeah, and <laughs> um, that's why Hillsborough hasn't hosted a venue. <laughs> yeah. Because um, well, right, well, you, UEFA's been UEFA's been quoted as saying that Hillsborough's facilities weren't up to standard, and that's why it's not hosting. Because they, they they were all for it, saying all oh, you know because it is the biggest stadium in South Yorkshire. Like oh, biggest stadium in South Yorkshire. Yeah, they had a look around the facilities and went mm, no, and that's why they chose New York Stadium instead. It's like yes, we have good facilities. You don't way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Graham Holton <laughs> says, will VAR be installed? Well, VAR will be in operation uh, throughout the whole Euros. So New York Stadium will have VAR in operation. Now, well, that won't continue through the season, um, unfortunately. Fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, New York Stadium, VAR, major tournament. It's just what we do in it. So, thank you all for tuning in. If you have or are not already, please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes if you're audio listening, Spotify. Give us a five star rating wherever you do. We will be back on Sunday evening. Uh, hopefully, there's been another signing. Uh, if not, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we will find something as we have done tonight. Uh, the players are back on Saturday. With, with, like Danny mentioned, the, the pre season Tuesday, Wednesday. That's all for Harrogate. Not in that order, I don't think, but they, they get Tuesday, Wednesday. So, we're starting to get into the business end of pre-season. Um, so hopefully we can start getting a bit more excited. And we'll do predictions at some point, won't we? We'll have to start doing them. We'll, we'll talk afterward and we're going to pencil those in um, at some point. And keep an eye out for the schedule changes next, not next week, the week after. Because I've got the Legends night on the Thursday when we normally record, which we're all going to. And then something or other. So in next week, there'll be a schedule change for our episodes. But we'll we'll talk about it, won't we, Mick? Danny. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, don't matter about Ben, it's matters when we're available. Yeah. Uh so yeah, subscribe, thumbs up on the video, and it will see you on Sunday. Mick Danny. Mick, oh, you're right. Danny, you're better very shortly. We'll be right. <laughs> see you soon. Cheers.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.